Hi, it's Janelle. This is Marissa. This is Shabe, and you're listening to Sleepy Thinkcast. Woo! bunch of ravens <laughs> or crows. Hello, are, you, are they from katrina were they crows was it a crow <laughs> um, well, let's just go with ravens i think it was there's ca- like a size a like crows are small and like ravens are really big yeah so oh. then it has to be a raven right that was yeah. a big ass bird that was a big ass bird i think it is from katrina but it's probably just a love letter and nothing important <laughs> oh my gosh woman <laughs> don't even get me started <laughs> Okay. I, like ranted in my notes <laughs> in all caps about that. So we've got another casting. Tudors alum Mike Max Brown. I almost called him Mike Brown. I was gonna be like, damn, then his name is boring. Max Brown casts in a pivotal role. Fox says he'll portray a powerful and mysterious new alley at first, only known as Orion. Is he brown? Orion? No, he's he, no, Orion. That's white. Orion? That's white. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm kind of just like I'm I mean, before with Nick, I was just um, annoyed, but now I'm just like over it completely. I mean, aside from race, are they adding any characters here? Are people of color? No, Except for, um, they haven't. Uh, and Reyes is gone. Like she was in oh, like, I guess one, Abby's two episodes. It's annoying. Um, the ratings have risen a tenth, which is good. Okay, Yay! Hold on. What? We skipped out the rest of it about Orion. He's a charismatic soldier who possesses a game-changing weapon. Whatever. Brown's first appearance, <laughs> probably right? Orion's bow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brown's first episode is slated to air after Sleepy returns from his winter hiatus in January. So we're not going to see this guy until January, but still. Well, let's hope they ask. Yeah, it's it's the guarantee, yeah. right? Like, no matter what show you watch, if you're a white dude, there'll be another white dude. Mm-hmm. For everybody right. else, for everybody else, it's a maybe. Yeah, right. It's so interesting. Like, even on shows like when we watched Blackish or like um, Jane the Virgin or or Orange is the New Black, shows with like a lot of people of color as the leads. There will still always be a white guy, like, in mm. some capacity. Maybe not in the main role, but in some capacity. And the same just can't be said for any other demographic group. So it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, it's not just interesting. It's, it's racist. like, racist. <laughs> and, <laughs> right? It's about this, like, white right, dude centrality right. that you see in the media. Of all shows, Sleepy Hall has got... Sleepy Hall has already got a lot of white dudes in it. Yeah. 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 Like and the two bad guys are white dudes, and like we're dealing with Ichabod and it's kind of I don't think it's like oh well we're dealing with the founding fathers. Like no, there are people of color back then too. It's oh, no, just, no, no, no. There I'm, was also white dude centrality, and yeah, we still have that. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm saying like because it's that time period, they only focus on white dudes when there are other people. But why? But even with that, because like racism, Holly, like we've said before, okay. Nick Holly didn't have to be white, and neither yeah. does the new character Orion. Yeah. Doesn't have to be white either. Like. They don't have to be dudes yeah. either. They don't have to be And it's, even, the, even the people that they're helping, like the Pied Piper going after that lady's family, she didn't have to be white. Like, yeah. could have been a mixed-race family. I there, she there, was a I woman, mean, I guess. Right, but there's always, there's always a way, and they just choose not to. Like, it's not like it's not an option for them. Like, it's always yeah. a viable option. They just choose not to go down that path. Yeah. It's just frustrating. So you're, it's a creative decision. Right, yeah, I think or so. Maybe I totally just, think it's a 
Maybe decision. it's just unconscious. I don't know. Of but course, unconscious but... decisions are creative decisions still. It's true. Right. Mm. But I mean, I don't think it's it's weird because they, they said that, hey, we, you know, we have all the white guys. We can kill them yeah, off instead of... They're not no, no, killing... no. I'm, I know. I understand. No, I'm trying to say that, like, I'm annoyed that they said that and now they're just adding, they keep adding these irrelevant white guys. And I'm like, you seem aware, but th- you're really not. I mean, they were fine during season one. Season two is kind of yeah. I have no idea why they added so many white guys. It's always the same shit on every single show. Oh, I'm annoyed. Anyway, um, the ratings are up. <laughs> Yay! Um, I attend. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Um, because if you look at other shows' ratings, they're like shows that have high ratings, but they don't have the key demographic, and the key demographic is that it's what's important. Who are they up against? Uh, Scorpion, which is still doing well for some odd reason. Wow. Okay. And now they're up against Jane the Virgin as well, and some dancing show. Jane the Virgin. You know, Jane the Virgin show. is really cute. Yeah, it is. It's a good. Did show. you guys see the second episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really I did not. enjoying it. Well, me. Yeah. Oh no, I'm good. not. I'm just saying that in general, though, it's I'm really enjoying it. There's like a, there's a not just the fact that there's a like a mad POC, but like the fact that there's like a tone to it that is it I just me, really love. It reminds me of Pushing Daisies crossed with um, Ugly Betty. Oh, yeah. It's whimsical, right? Mm-hmm. It's totally whimsical. Whimsical with yeah. a twist of, you know, uh, telenovela drama. Yeah. Kind of like... It is genuinely funny, too. Yeah. The narration reminds me of uh, Pushing Daisies a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I like it. I wish it wasn't on the same night as Sleepy Hollow or in the same hour. I wish it were on, like, yeah. a little earlier so I could catch both on the same night. So I wouldn't have to watch Gotham and then Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I only catch the tail end of Gotham when I am live-tweeting Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look very good. No, I've been watching it because I'm like waiting for it to get. And this episode was so white dude centric. I was like, oh my gosh, I know we complain sometimes about white dudes on Sleepy Hollow, but damn, damn. Half the episode was just Ryan from the OC yelling at people. Yeah. Mm. Like there are hardly any women in in the scene for very long. Um, the one woman of color who's really interesting is like not there this week. I mean, it was she just... did have the sexy kinky scene. That's true. Mm. I was like, we don't get kinky BDSM sex on Sleepy Hollow. What, what's that about? <laughs> I know, right? And it's later than uh, mm. Sleepy Hollow is later than Gotham. Weird. Another Raven that we have is that. Did y'all see the rape joke that Orlando made? No, I did not. He made a rape joke. Sorry, that was my like unhappy goat noise. He was like, I mean, sometimes he just like we said, we've been saying he takes it too far. I don't even understand. Like, where was there an opportunity for a rape joke this episode? Okay, so he goes hashtag crane on the brain. I am not here for this date rape fantasy-ish, unless it's with Abby. Hashtag Sleepy Hollow. But I don't get it. Like, we all watched the same episode, right? When was there date rape? Ooh, date rape fantasy? Um, crayon on the brain. Date rape fantasy. I don't, like, where's I that don't even from? know when in the episode that would be coming from. Was that the... F- like, Caroline hits on him, 
But that's not like sexually assaulting him. Right. Oh, wait. What was going on when he tweeted this? I, I think don't that's know. That's what he's it's talking just... about when Caroline was back, like approaching him and he was backing up. But the minute he says, oh, I'm married and he, she backs off. Wait, read the tweet to me again. I'm not even sure. Like it says, I'm trying hashtag, to wrap it. Hashtag crane on the brain. I am not here for this date rape fantasy ish, unless it's with Abby. Hashtag Sleepy Hollow. (laughs) Okay, so let's just remove the context of the show anyway, because because I don't even think it makes sense. Like, if we just look at the tweet in and of itself without even attaching it to the show, what the f? Like, it's not okay. So you're saying that you're here for a date rape fantasy if it's with Abby? Yeah. So it's okay if, like, it's a date rape is okay. Depending on the person. Yeah. A fantasy. He didn't say... Well, he said fantasy, but it's still a rape joke. I know people would probably make that distinction because I swore I saw somebody post Mm -hmm. it and said that it was really funny. And I was like, wait, no. It's still a rape joke? Even even if you add fantasy onto it. I mean... Oh, it looks like he deleted it. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's like, oh, rape fantasy. What? Why are you joking about rape? rape fantasies i know people have them and all but like you don't joke about rape especially when it involves the black woman and i just uh, i was just like damn i thought after that i don't know i thought after that thing we had with sally hemming's joke i don't even remember what the joke exactly was but i know it was he called her he called like sally hemming's the original olivia pope or something like that oh uh uh-uh yeah. Oh man. And he still didn't make a, a a proper apology for that. And this time he kind of tried to apologize, but not really. He just said like, "I'm sorry if you were offended. I'm sorry if I offended anyone." Like that's not a real mm. apology. Sometimes he just goes overboard. Sometimes I think it's because he's like trying to be. He's trying to be funny. I don't know. Orlando is funny, but sometimes he just goes too far and. It's, just no just stop talking it's okay you're already funny there's no need to add all the extra shit yeah you don't need to right he's he's like trying so hard i'm like why are you trying so hard People yeah i think you're funny you need to pull yeah. it it's a lack of like conscientiousness funny. Like, about the issue and yeah if you're because when we're tweeting we're not thoughtful we're just kind of rapidly churning stuff out and then if you haven't really explored any yeah. or if you haven't explored enough about like rape and rape culture then you might think this is a funny snarking thing to say before you go like wait a minute this actually is really problematic and sexist oh wow i just got a new raven sleepy hollow has cast michelle trachtenberg (laughs) another white person i did not Dawn from oh Buffy? Was anybody woman, there for Dawn from oh Buffy? Dawn from She's Buffy. She's not even a good actress. Are you Nobody was me? there for Dawn. As Ab- as founding mother Abigail Adams. She's playing... That is cool. That hmm. is cool, but Michelle Trachtenberg. I would have expected Abigail Adams to yeah, be older. Okay. But maybe that's my stereotype. <laughs> older. How old is Abigail... A- Let me see. Abigail Adams. Mm-hmm. Really? Michelle Trachtenberg? I will say for the role of Abigail Adams, you would have she to was, cast a white woman. You would. Oh, man. I mean, that's cool and all, but like... Uh, she could have gotten better between now and Buffy. That was like 10 years ago. And she it says she has a secret regarding Katrina. Oh, man. Who doesn't have really? a secret regarding Katrina? Regarding Katrina. Katrina's as got we found secrets out. regarding Katrina. Katrina. <laughs> so many secrets. So many secrets. Somebody said Michelle Trachtenberg is a master of shade. 
sea gossip girl it would be downright if it'd be a downright waste if they didn't have her mean girl cat's ass <laughs> and somebody was like they better not fuck up abigail adams for me i mean i usually give zero fucks about what they do to history on the show but you don't fuck with abigail adams if they have abigail as bffs with katrina then i'm gonna start throwing shit she wouldn't have had time for katrina's nonsense now if they have her throwing shade left and right at katrina then it'll probably be more <laughs> enjoyable all right well, people are here for Abigail Adams. They're just not here for her being portrayed, being butchered by the Do you writers, think right? Abigail Adams is Abigail Mills' namesake? Maybe. It's possible. It's like her, it's Grace, her her um ancestor, and then somebody else, right? Isn't it Grace Abigail Mills? Yeah. So if, if it's, it might be Abigail Adams, it could be another ancestor. We don't know. All right. So we will do some quick math. 1774 was the year that Brown was engaged to Katrina Crane. So she was born in 1744. So she would have been around 30 years old around the time that Katrina got engaged to Bram. How old is Michelle Trachtenberg? She's at least my age by now. Yeah, she's probably our age. I met her once. Yeah. <laughs> She's my mm. age. Well, um, close enough, I guess. She just looks very young in the face. Not that I want to talk, but... Are you jealous? No. Because I look really young. Like, people tell me I look really young. You do really look young. really young in the face. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be mad that she's getting roles, but, like... Look, if they're going to put an Abigail Adams, go for it. Cast a white lady. We need more, like, ladies. flashback ladies <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Right? But if they're going to cast, like... People in the modern time or, like, one-off supporting characters. Be adventurous. Mm-hmm. Do the thing. And I, need, Maybe they I need more of Abigail's story quickly. Yeah, we've met several or heard of several of Ichabod's exes compared to Abby's. Yeah, I'm getting burnt out on, on Ichabod shit. Well, we know that there'll be more Abby stuff later on this season. Because we were promised more of her story, so give me it. You know. Well, next week we're getting part of her story anyway. But it still involves. Yeah, but we're like five episodes into the season. Yeah, five episodes. How many episodes are this season? Eighteen. I feel like Katrina. I feel like Katrina's just like kind of taking over. Like, ah, we'll talk about it. Like even in this episode, actually. episode sucks i'm sorry i'm just saying it now i thought this episode was absolutely awful do we want to go in on it i didn't think it was okay on the on the rewatch i didn't think it was awful when i was watching it initially i was like i'm just so bored because i feel like it was advertised differently mm, than what we got than what yeah, we got I and i think i was expecting something completely different and that's not what we got and so that's why i was initially disappointed yeah but I got. I think it 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 got significantly better toward the end because we we found out some actual useful shit. But um, yeah. Let me just say who it was written by. Written by M. Raven Metzner, whose writing I don't really like, and directed by Larry Tang, whose direction was okay. 
Larry Tang is Asian American. Yeah. Yay. He's one of the um, Asian American directors working in Hollywood. He's also done like episodes of Hawaii Five O and Elementary and Arrow oh, and Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yay! So it's and uh, men of color. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I thought that was cool. Like, cause honestly, I didn't have a problem diverse. with the directing. Honestly, my yeah. biggest issue was with the writing. I yeah. thought the writing. The was just... writing. I was like, oh man. Well, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the episode. Okay. Yeah. So. The first thing we go to is Caroline and Ichabod, right? <laughs> Crane with his smooth-ass lines. Your skills rival Betsy Ross. Your generosity knows no bounds. I shall treasure these gifts. I was like, are you serious? He always flirts with people, except for his own wife. Yeah. <laughs> He's such an obvious flirt, too, I thought. I don't even know. I don't know I if feel he's, like maybe he's oblivious. Maybe he's just oblivious about it, and that's his thing. He's just being a gentleman. That's because that's how he was raised, and you know he's from two hundred years ago. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so, but when he did know. the bow, when he did the oh, curtsy, yeah, yeah. Oh, like that was but, super flirtatious. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. So in genteel. this scene, I didn't think so. Like in this scene, I thought he was. I mean. She brought him yeah. gifts. She mended his clothing. Well, okay. Oh. So the first part when where he was like, I thought that she was just helping him with the jacket. And I thought that was very nice. But then when it went into the fucking hand-turned <laughs> butter and the embroidered uh, pillow. That's like, hard okay. work. Like sewing things like that? Work. It must have taken yeah. her hours and hours. Yeah. Yes. And then at that point, I was like, okay, this is definitely more than, you know, friendship. Yeah. But Ichabod's just like, oh, thank you. Yeah, and I was, like, was like, dude, come on. I was like, who will make him clothes and bring him foodstuffs now? Because Abby ain't got time for that. Okay. <laughs> he grew up in, like, yeah, extreme okay. wealth. Maybe he's just used to getting handed stuff maybe and he didn't he realize that it was flirting. <laughs> yeah. But it's just... Yeah, maybe that's it. It's really funny when she's like, oh, um, you know, I'm sorry. She backs off and then Abby walks in. I didn't mean to interrupt. I am such an idiot. This is not what it looks like, Mrs. Crane. Mrs. Who now? Oh, no, no. Uh, Miss Mills is my partner. Uh, not, not life partner. She's my... We... Oh, look. She comes bearing a selection of delicacies from the Far East. <laughs> She's like Mrs. Crane, and Abby's like, what? Who? But you know what? Even before that, though, she, she kind of... She's just like... I don't know. I felt bad for her. There's no way. With the way Crane acts, there's no way she could have ever even fathomed that Crane was, having yep. that he was married. Yeah. And she even said, yeah. like, never talk about her. There's no pictures of her. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I just assumed she couldn't she was have single. said, like, I really cannot accept these gifts. Mm-hmm. I am married. I guess he's not the insight. He's like a big old dunderhead. Yeah, and then there's also the whole fact that we as an audience never even saw any part of their relationship, like, at all. Mm -hmm. We're just hearing about it, even though we've never seen it. So we don't, we can only gauge from the scene just how close they've been, how much time they've been spending together, you know. So it's probably a little unfair to Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, but that was a really brief scene. And the way they're talking about it, Caroline must be there often like she must be him often enough for abby to be like it's obvious that she likes you you know what i mean yeah 
So this is something, so I think with this scene, Caroline ends up looking a little irrational, even though like as an audience, we're not really getting the, the full picture. But then at the same time, she drops a major truth bomb. Like, yeah. And then we got a really cute scene out of it. Yeah. Because, you know, Abby walks in like right on cue. <laughs> like, yes. His future wife. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yes. But she's like, Mrs. Who now? I think he I think he would end up being Mrs. Mr. Mills, actually. <laughs> yeah. Ichabod yeah. Mills. Or or Ichabod <laughs> Crane Mills or something. <laughs> Mills Crane. I don't know. Love that. <laughs> Who I love um, that. I love how Abby did nothing to help him. She was just cracking up. I was dying. Well yeah. She's like, um, I mean, he deserves you need to hang like a, we need a signal. You need to hang like a tie on the door or something. I was cracking up. I was like, Nicole's comedic timing was great. I was dying. Oh, yeah. She was great. Yeah. I mean, okay. So anyway, Ichabod randomly brings up Katrina. Cue, we move over to Katrina. And so, at the start of the scene when she's like grinding stuff, I was like, oh my God, is she like performing a spell? She's just writing a she making guacamole? <laughs> I, I thought she compelled she's just at, her. at first I thought she compelled the crow to her but I was like he would have gone to her anyways because crows are really smart he probably knew she needed to send something I saw that YouTube video you posted of the crow saying fuck you <laughs> that's what he should have told her <laughs> he should have been like I'm not delivering this fuck you yeah, yeah, we're going to play the clip we're going to have to play the, cl- the, the, the clip of the crow saying fuck you yeah <laughs> it was so funny that's a really funny video yeah. like it the crow's l- like the caroline of katrina land yeah <laughs> like oh sure i'll run your errands for you so yeah headless walks in confronts K- being all suspicious because it's just like oh my god what's yeah. going on katrina blah 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 that was a pretty quick scene it was like whatever i think the whole point of that was the fact that headless went to henry to complain about it and then we learn in that scene that there that henry has a spell on the cabin that is keeping katrina from from her from being magic. able to perform magic which obviously she yeah, you know but, but the, um, yeah that doesn't explain why it didn't work back when she couldn't lift a twig though <laughs> was yeah. he still binding oh, her? No, was she like at least going like Wingardium Levy, it's not working. <laughs> right. Wingardium Levy. And you know, that's, that's one thing about this episode that I really didn't like. There was a lot of telling and, like, no showing, right? So we were told that there's a spell in the cabin, but this is five episodes in, and never once did we see Katrina at least attempt a spell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And fail. That's just bad. That's bad. I mean, you don't do that in writing. Abe's Abe's dress, like fashion sense, is really bad. By the way, his sweet talk is better. He's like he wants to make her his evil queen and give her souls. So sweet. But his fashion. Well, first of all, a when did he get a promotion <laughs> to be able to buy? Or does he mean like when did he like who died and made you king? Right. <laughs> when did he get the promotion? He's like my queen. Or does he mean queen like metaphorically? I think metaphorically. <laughs> I just thought this entire thing was like, specific. Weird. He could be overselling it. Yeah, <laughs> queen of what? Exactly, queen, <laughs> queen of the house. Queen. That'd be so funny. I wish Katrina yeah. asked him that. That would have made the scene interesting. So anyway, yeah. for some why isn't she sassier? Her, 
Do they ever explain this? Because for some reason, Henry's just like, I need to eat her sin and finds her copy of Gulliver's Travel. Oh, because he wants to, he just wanted to fuck with his parents. He just. So why Gulliver's Travels? I don't know. He just. Yeah, like. Right to face that book. Who writes. Wasn't that what. um, Wasn't that important to last year? Wasn't there something about Gulliver's Travels? Did he give her a copy of the book or something? I think Ichabod maybe gave her a copy of the book. Okay. Mm. I think that's why he looked at it. He was like, oh, this is important. Um, But he really wants to, like, just mess with his parents. He's, I mean, we see at the end, he's kind of, like, very childlike. Right. But, like, that was the catalyst for all this? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, eh. Eh. When I rewatched it on the, I think it made sense that he just wants to like, just drive a wedge between them. He's a total Abby and Ichabod shipper, and I think that's why. Actually, <laughs> he's just like, yes, I want to split my parents up. I want a new stepmommy. Anyway, we go to um. <clears throat> after that, we go to teens making out by the river. I'm surprised he didn't die. Yeah. They never came back either. I was like, is this plot relevant? Maybe they did. No, they did. No, they no, did. No. They yeah, did, they but did. very briefly. Yeah, I was like, note how the image switches from them in the car making out to Abby and Crane in Abby's car. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I didn't even, yeah. didn't even catch that. Hey, okay. thanks. Yeah. Uh, Shipping brain. Thanks, <laughs> thanks um, Larry Tang, for that. <laughs> yeah. For the for powerful nice shipping metaphor. Yeah, I was like, oh, that clever director. <laughs> No, it like switches oh, literally from them to like in Abby's car, and they're like having that conversation about how much he abhors texting and how he wants to apologize. This is strange. Anyway, they're outside Caroline's place, and Ichabod's like, "I need to apologize. I need to for her to understand." Blah blah blah. Whatever. He's a but gentleman. She had, did you see her Shannon. mug? Did you see her mug? Yeah, something I was about like, what kind of blasphemous. What is it? I love Founding Fathers. Yeah. That's what it was. And it was like a little silhouette, I guess, of the Founding Father. And I'm just like, ew. It was funny. <laughs> I know, you right? Just cultural confidence fail. You know, like, if you, you just... had a coworker and they had a mug that said, I love the Founding Fathers, I would stay away. <laughs> really? No, seriously. <laughs> Honestly, I had a classmate who had a mug. Wait, I really? had a classmate. Well, not for Founding Fathers, but for Thomas Jefferson. Wow. And she's like, that's my favorite president. And I'm like, <laughs> really? I just, I remember like bursting out laughing. And I was like, I can't remember right now, but I'm pretty sure I hate that guy. And she was like, it's probably because of, um, what was it? The Trail of Tears. And I'm like, oh, yes, yes. That's the douchebag. And she was like, and then she like, oh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Oh, sorry. Andrew Jackson. Did I say Thomas Jefferson? Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Andrew Jackson. She's a fan of Andrew what? Jackson. What? Who's a fan like, of Andrew Jackson? He's the worst yes. president. She, yes. She's like, he Andrew be Jackson. on the $20 bill. He should no, not be on listen. the $20 bill. He shouldn't. She said she was a fan of Andrew Jackson. I was like, God, why do I hate that guy? Because I couldn't remember at the time. And she was like, oh, yeah, probably because of Trail of Tears. And then I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, well, you know, people blame him for that. But, it, you know, he was a... You know, listen, listen. This is what she said. Who she was like, but Andrew Jackson? Listen. She was like, oh, but he's a, he's just a product of his time. What? I was like, that was... Listen. I was like, that's genocide. She's like, I mean, like, you know, he didn't really know that was going to happen. I was like, no. 
I was like, we should just stop this conversation oh right here. Oh my god. Because I'm 100% sure that was genocide. <laughs> How is this person <laughs> real? She's my coworker. I was like, what kind of human Who being stands? are you? Andrew Jackson, he's literally the worst present. There's like nothing redeeming about him. There and should be an episode where Ichabod asks who the guy on the $20 bill is. And then Abby like goes in on it. Yeah. yeah. So this is a genocidist. Yeah. This is what it looks like. Well, it's like people were like, I can't wait for the Columbus Day parade. And I'm like, oh. Wow. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, yeah. that's the highlight of go, your... Go Google that. You go Google that. <laughs> Columbus was, like, Columbus was so terrible that even his countrymen thought he was barbaric. He was, like, cutting people's hands off for not giving him corn. They should have let him starve. Oh. I wish... Anyway. Yeah. Anywho, back to <laughs> incarnated as like a piece of grass that like animals pooped on or yeah. something. What an asshole. Anyway, sorry for the. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I guess I'm just wondering. Like, I I love Founding Fathers. It's cute, but if you're like not that into the Founding Fathers, it could be like a microaggression. <laughs> yes. I was like, in my notes, I was like, this basically see, like sold her fate right there. Like, having that mug. I'm like, oh, she's dead. She's, <laughs> she's gonna the die. There's that much. It was cute. The actress who played Caroline, the, the props department like mailed her that mug in the mail. That's so cute. Oh, that's really cute. And there's like, hope you had fun on our set or something. And she, like, so that's kind of cool. She gets like yeah, a souvenir. Nice. Okay, now I feel bad. I was like, <laughs> Turn it around, or she, she doesn't. We know she doesn't really love the Founding Fathers that much, right? Because the only person who loves them that much is Ichabod Crane. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's why she had a crush on him, right? But this is the bro TP that people keep asking for, right? This would have been nice to have her because she was she had yeah. such good chemistry with him. We we need like more ordinary townsfolk mm-hmm. to raise stakes because right now it's almost like police office. Plus Ichabod versus demons. Yeah, they're it's right. too insular. I need to right. have the perspective of the people they're defending mm-hmm. on a day in and out basis, like the ordinary people. Yeah, right. Like the, and the donut hole maker. Yeah, and the. I'm so mad. Right. I'm so mad they what? killed her because not only did she have chemistry with Tom, but Ichabod could really use some friends outside of everyone else. And I think actually yeah. Abby could use some friends. Can we get some focus on friendship outside of the cranes, you know? Yeah, and I don't think they need to be involved in the apocalyptic. I think the fact that they're outside of it would create yeah. some really funny and interesting and character building scenes um, that we just haven't really seen this season. Like, how so long can Ichabod keep up the charade that he's just like really in character for his LARP? Well, I mean, some people are into that, apparently, like Caroline. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, eventually people would be like, who's this weird guy? Gossiping about him. Right, that's true. He would. What happened? Like, when he goes and orders a Starbucks, do you think people write weird things on the cup? (laughs) 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 My name is Ichabod. Do you think they, like, write his name wrong? (laughs) Just with a K. <laughs> oh my god! This Maybe he has to give them like a Starbucks name, like Bodie or something, so they can get his name right. That reminds me of a joke that happened this weekend. My friend, um, my friend, I think I don't know if it's her brother or her friend or something, took a picture of his Starbucks cup. He told them Mark with a K, and they spelled it no Mark with a C. So they spelled it C A R K, Kark. 
instead of mom. <laughs> with this with this C at the end. Oh my god. Who does Mark that? With C. Yeah, Mark with a C, so they spell it C A R K. Kark? Kark. Kark. Like, they had to have done that on purpose. Anybody who like <laughs> has a remotely non common name has had like the crappy Starbucks name experience. Yeah. But but Mark mm-hmm. is just like Mark with a oh, whatever. It was so funny. Mark with a C, yeah, it's like intuitive. Oh my god. Anyway. How would they mangle Ichabod's <laughs> name? Anyhow. Poor Caroline. That was funny. Yeah, but she ends up with Wasp. She is this like a double fridging? Yeah, they totally fridged. And they're both about like developing the plot and like Ichabod's angst. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he is pretty stressed about it. Yeah, I mean Abby ID's the body. But you know what? In all of this, yeah. Yeah, she she keeps a really level head, which yeah, and it shows off her observational skills. I mean, I love the I love when we get moments like this that show us why Abby got into Quantico, because there weren't enough of those moments last year. I think she she's really capable and she stays level headed. I mean, I know she wasn't friends with Caroline the same way that Ichabod was, but she manages to keep it together and get the job done yeah while well, he's freaking out so yeah they go up the river and they find the tire tracks and there's a little convo here about lover's lane that i thought was kind of cute because ichabod's like version of lover's lane is so different from what abby knows because <laughs> she's thinking hey you know yeah teens like in the car making out and it's probably like having sex in their vehicles and stuff and Ichabod's like, yes, we used to take a stroll up the river hand in hand while our parents uh. followed behind us to make sure nothing improper happened. It's like, yeah. You Ichabod. know, they're strolling up and down Lover's Lane right now. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can see shipping and everything. It's true, though. They're having this conversation, like, directly at Lover's Lane. I'm just saying. Oh man, I want to know what kind of sex ed Ichabod got back in the day. Oh my god, like at none. Oxford. At Oxford? Like in the bottom yeah. of the end? <laughs> like if they were like, this is a piece of sheep's intestine. <laughs> you put this over your. Yeah, no. Well, now we know this didn't work for Ichabod because this is why we have Henry and why there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Do you think. Oh my gosh. He's going to be so confused when he and Abby get it in <laughs> got like a banana so and like... why does that sound so vulgar this is funny because <laughs> even, is. this is what we want you know and like this is what we're like see, like we're dying to see but because of I feel like because of this specific scene where Ichabod can't even fathom lover's name being anything but hand holding with a chaperone right Right. To me, when it's just like, oh, what's going to happen when they get it in? I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Guys. Oh no. Okay. I was trying to think of a lot of things Ichabod still needs to do, like go on a police ride along course and get his driver's license and and learn CPR. But one of the things he also needs mm-hmm. to do is learn like modern sex ed. Yeah. Yes. He was like all freaked out when he got that porn on the. 
Yeah, and it, it, anyway, he also needs to learn about, like, high school food chains, apparently, because they end up at the high school. What was that scene? Wasn't was that the most random-ass scene? I'm just like, I was watching it, and I'm just like, I don't even, like, so they're going to a high school, which I can understand going to the high school to, like, in, oh, like, that whole thing where they're just like, if you want to hear about gossip, like, it, and I feel like this could this problem could have been solved had the teenagers tried to report what they saw or something that felt a little bit more organic. Yes, and less like they got dropped into a nineties. Like I they, feel like they were trying to. The writer was trying to make this connection that oh, Abby's observational skills leads her here, and she knows like who to look for, like the the cheerleaders, the cheer squad, because they're the most popular kids and they're going to know who was under the bridge, etc. That makes like zero sense though. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's where they got, I mean, Ryder probably hasn't been in high school. In yeah. a long time. No, seriously though, because I was watching this, I was like, this doesn't make any sense, but okay. Like it yeah. was just you want the audience to believe. It's like a random you set and it was there for like 10 seconds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's I know it's not important. It didn't even, like, last. Anywho, so they asked the teenagers, and they're just like, oh, yeah, no one's going to believe us when we saw the weeping lady, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ichabod and Abby go to the library to do some invest- investigating, and then the raven shows up. Yes. And Ichabod receives a letter. <laughs> He's, like, not weirded out by this. No, uh, he is. He is weirded out by the crow. You can see he's like hesitant, uh, but he's like, okay, I'm guessing I'm gonna take the paper. So he takes the paper and then he reads it. And I, I don't know. Like I feel like if I was in his shoes, I'd be like, that's it. That's that's all you this is a love there letter. There was nothing in that letter. It was a love letter. Like it's not even like it's not even like he looked at it and he was like, Oh my god, this is written in some code or she put like extra emphasis on X, Y, Z letters. He should have like put it under like a black light or something and been like, aha. (laughs) Yes. The fact that she went through all that trouble to write him a goddamn love letter. Like, you aren't you supposed to be a double agent? Shouldn't you be spying on your wife, Ichabod? You should be like looking to see if there's a code. <clears throat> like the like, letter of be like a message or something. But like, listen, you guys, we saw a scene in which we saw Katrina ground some berries to get some ink to write this letter to summon a bird to send it to Ichabod, and it's a fucking love letter. <laughs> like she could have whispered that through a damn mirror or some shit. Like worst spy, worst. Worst spy ever. And then when you think about the fact that, to me, it's just wasted time. Like, I don't even care that the letter is what ultimately leads the weeping lady to Katrina. Like, she couldn't figure that shit out anyway. Like, how does she find Caroline without a letter? How does she find Abby without a letter? Like, why does she need a letter to find Katrina? Like, anyway, I just thought that was such... Just, what are you doing, writer? Like, what are you doing? And Nick Holly... Um, also shows up at the library and oh, he's trying real hard to get into Abby's pants. This guy's just everywhere. What the heck? And for no reason. For no I mean, reason. His his explanation to her was kind of whack too. I mean, but I guess it makes sense he wouldn't want to get involved in the craziness that's going on. I can't fault him for that. But he's seen stuff and he's still like, I don't believe in this stuff. Yeah, I'm doing some research. I'm, I'm really secular, there's guys. Like, there's some secular. <laughs> There's nothing that Nick Holly hasn't done so far that Jenny couldn't do. 
So to me, he's an irrelevant character. Like everything that he's done should be should have been done by Jenny. Like, yeah. like Jenny. When you look, when you think about how Jenny was season one, like she was the arsenal. She was the one who had the weapons. She was the one who knew about the artifacts. So why there seems to be this character shift where all that information has gone from her to some white guy that's not even cute and not Daniel Henney, I don't know. It's really <laughs> bothering me because because at because when you take away the fact that he's like some artifact hunter, Indiana Jones type shit, he's useless. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to him. At least with Jenny, when you yeah. strip away the fact that she's good with guns, she's Jenny, she's um Abby's sister. Mm-hmm. She has a purpose, but you, the thing cannot be said from the colleagues. So Maybe he's, he's Henry's son or something. <laughs> <laughs> he could be Ichabod's grandson. Yeah, right. Henry would be related to Ichabod. Henry's totally asexual. Like, like not even like biromantic or anything like that. He's just like. Well, I think Henry's like ten. He's like ten like, mentally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Relationship level, ability to form relationships. Yeah. Like emotionally, yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think he like he's just evil. I mean he doesn't have emotional puberty. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't. He never got to. Yeah. Um, So Abby forgetting that she's black approaches the weeping lady who shows up in the library. (laughs) (laughs) Oh (laughs) jeez. Instead of running away. She clearly never played Left for Dead the video game. She approaches her and she like shoots and as she's shooting people, everyone's running out of the library. But at least the gunshots attract um Ichabod because she as she's like dra- dragged under, Ichabod shows up. I'm i I'm so mad she's like falling victim to Crane's effed up relationship issues. Oh yeah. If she wasn't already, she was already. She had yeah. to go stay in purgatory because of Crane's effed up relationship issues. Right, that's true. Ooh. Right, that's so fucking true. But it's like more stuff. She's he's just getting her into more problems. And it's not even like typical witness shit. It's just like the weeping lady. Like <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. I mean we do get this cute little like Abby, no, no. Yeah, he was just really strong. Yeah, you could hear his anguish when he says her name, Abby, and when she says she's he's she's drowned. You know, it's interesting. He doesn't know something. And I'm so glad he, he doesn't, doesn't know something. Yeah. I was kind of pressed about yeah. that, but it's okay. Because that's, right. that's actually accurate. I mean, too bad it's something useful. But <laughs> Well, I started Googling this because I wanted to know. It's true. CPR was invented, quote unquote, invented in the 1950s. Yeah, and you said that before that there were methods that other cultures were using, right? Yeah, there was like a society in Amsterdam that was really into it about the time that Ichabod was alive in the colonies. Mm -hmm. And he probably just wasn't in that social circle of people who were really interested in saving people from drowning. But then they've also seen that like in Japan, especially like in martial arts manuals, there are a couple of different techniques Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but interestingly so, enough, he does not know everything. Thank the Lord. But I feel like they they just made it a weakness because they wanted Nick Holly to come in and to the rescue, right? Just to give him some shit to do. Yeah, it could have been it could have been Jenny giving her mouth to mouth. Yep. It yep. could have been a cute Asian American librarian. <laughs> Named Daniel Henny. <laughs> Named Daniel Henny. <laughs> you can yeah. happen to be there and 
Mm. Yeah, but he was so convinced that he had lost her forever. But, you know, what a shitty thing to die for. Like, oh, I, I lost my witness because of my relationship with Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. It's a good thing Abby is, like, superwoman. Yeah. Because she kind of bounces back, like, mm, whatever, let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> let's she was totally okay. No brain damage from the drowning? Damn. <laughs> She's, and really, she proves, I mean, not, not that Abby needs to prove how useless she is, but I feel like, she, you know, she's really savvy. Like, she got yeah. a piece to the shawl, mm-hmm. and which Ichabod immediately recognizes, surprise, surprise, um, as being a piece of the shawl that belongs to his former betrothed, Mary, who came to Connie's to collect his ass after she heard Well, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, actually, we don't know if she was or not because we didn't get enough, but like... No, she totally was because there would have been a chaperone otherwise. Like following her? Yeah. Mm, okay. How did she get all the way across the ocean? I don't know. It would have made more sense if like her family was visiting in like Boston and she escaped that way or something. Yeah. Um, Maybe she lied to yeah. them. You know, rich people could get stuff done. That's true. Can we talk about the weeping lady myth though? I have a question. Yeah, sure. Is it cultural appropriation? I don't think. Because uh, where did it come from? Because the weeping woman myth, um, the the really famous one is La Llorona. The the um, I, I'm probably pronoun- mangling that, but um, it's a legend from Mexico, and um, I don't know. At least in Los Angeles and you know, in, in the Southwest U.S., it's it's really a legend for Mexico. It's about a woman who drowns her children so she can be with the man she loved. Um, he rejects her, so she drowns herself in a river in Mexico City, um, devastated that she drowned her children for nothing, and she's uh, forced to wander the earth, and she's searching for her drowned children and constantly mourning and crying. Mm. And then it's all about like keeping your kids from leaving the home at night. Yeah. And she's kind of like Bloody Mary. Too. Yeah. See, oh. that's the thing though. Because they are other cultures with similar myths about Jill that like are a combination of the, the myth that they use in Sleepy Hollow. Like there are demons or spirits that drown people. Yeah, but um, specifically a rejected drowned woman. I don't like know. Like jilted lover. Yeah. So they're like myths like that too. Because it have, kind like, of trivializes her though that it's just over Ichabod and not because of her right. children. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I feel like since it was not even like like maybe they took one part of inspiration from that and then other parts from somewhere else and kind of like meshed it together. I feel mm-hmm. like they couldn't really call her, you know. I feel like it's bad that they made it about jealousy, and I feel like it should have been about revenge. Yeah. And not revenge against Ichabod, but revenge against, against Katrina. Katrina. That's, that's what I feel like they should have made I it feel- about. But I feel like by having Ichabod say, well, part of the reason why I broke it off was because she was always jealous. jealous. Yeah. Oh my God, that whole thing made me What's so really angry. It was really tropey. I was tropey. just like, really? It's We're kind really of a, go a cliche, and it yeah. Yeah. when they do it, it's usually pr- a pretty sexist cliche. Right. Like she just—I yeah. mean, they—they they explain that like she unintentionally died, 
But, my, uh, you know, for most of the episode, I was like, oh, my gosh. Would someone really kill themselves over Ichabod? Because why? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean, at that time, because even then, when, when they work through the flashback or whatever, Ichabod's still like, I don't understand why. Yeah. This is but Pete, happening. Pete, Pete did during the flashback how Katrina was sitting there watching Crane fix a wagon wheel all sweaty and glistening with his shirt open. <laughs> well, she was Ew, talking about that? <laughs> no, did you see it? I was like, is, I did, is no. this some romance novel shit right here? Like, it was <laughs> so ridiculous. I was like, Katrina, please, your thirst, girl. Like, she's like drooling. <laughs> I was like, you are betrothed, bet- you know? And she's. I was like, you're engaged, and to she was best friends. And Mary, when Mary they're having inappropriate relations, that right. was not okay. And when Mary, what, what happens with them? Like, no matter how you slice it, yeah. And Mary, when Mary was like, "Oh yeah, we were promised to each other from since we were kids," she's all like surprised. Oh my god, you're engaged? What did you expect, girl? And you're engaged? I don't know why you are so surprised that he has somebody else that is not you, because. Ichabod has this issue where it's like he does not the only relationship he seems concerned about is his relationship with Abby. Like everyone knows he fucks with Abby, but they don't know that he fucks with anybody else. <laughs> so I blame Ichabod for that because he, well, he does Yeah. So Mary gets dissed and dismissed. Know how Crane isn't telling Abby that she's like a sister to him. No, that's true. I mean, he does like when he talks about the weeping lady. He's like, "Oh, this is why she's," and like mentions how jealous she is. Blah blah blah. He's like, apparently, she's attacking those whom I most deeply care, which or... you know is obviously Abby. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there was some very strategic directing here because, like, <laughs> y- you don't. There are certain scenes where I would love to see Abby's reaction, but we don't see it, and I feel like that's intentional. Uh-huh. I'll explain later. There's definitely well, a scene that happens later that I'm just like, where's Abby's face? I need to see her right now. I think it's interesting that Mary threatens him and says she'll, she'll, she's totally taking him home, but when Crane gets a letter that she just left without him, like, he wasn't suspicious? I guess not because he was planning on running off with Katrina, but, like, couldn't Mary have, <laughs> had, have had other prospects or was Crane her best bet or, like, why was well, he I mean, suspicious in, that she suddenly well, up and left? Like, in the letter, though, she... It's not like she was just like, I'm leaving for England without you. She was just like, I'm sorry for the way that I acted. I understand I'm leaving for England. Like, you know what I mean? So I understand him not wanting to press it any further, especially if this was a, was a relationship that he's been trying to end, you know? Yeah. I can see him reading the letter and being like, all right, cool. Like, you understand. There's no need to further discuss. Go back to England and, and live your life. Go back so to England so I can get it in with Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Oh, basically um, so after they go through this flashback um, Ichabod's like uh, for some I can't even remember why he was reaching for his letter from Katrina do you guys remember he was just like I can't find a letter and I don't know why he was looking for it in the first place but anyway he was just like oh I guess the weeping la- uh, lady has the letter so now he's going after her which whatever what? So for some reason they go to not Daniel Henny, who has the most absurd living space. Like, what if it rains? Like, yeah. what is I was he laughing so hard. What's he gonna do when it snows in New York? Right. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what kind of living space? No, is but that? I was thinking about he was it too. Complaining. He was complaining two episodes. He was like, Jenny walked into my house and she just took some guns. <laughs> I was like, I wonder why. Because maybe because your place is wide open. 
And there right. were chairs that didn't match anything. I was like, you know what? Maybe he's just there for the summer and he's going to go away. It's summertime in Sleepy Hollow? It, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's probably summertime still because it's still warm. I don't know. It's supposed to be I mean, like around. Have their dress. Yeah, I it's. Weird. I mean, we didn't have a. I don't know. We didn't have a warm summer, but like his living space is like super weird. It's super bad. <laughs> so for some reason, and I feel like they waste a lot of time with the alpha male bullshit that goes on between Ichabod and not Daniel Henny. It's just a waste of time. Like they only went there to get a sanctified bow and arrow, like or crossbow. That's it. Just mm-hmm. be be done with it. But there was a lot of you suck. No, you suck. No, you suck. And then Abby has to get between like boys. Yeah. Calm down. She's just like I'm not dealing. It's with old. This mm-hmm. <laughs> it's old. Yeah. Moving on. I mean, it's I. I was like kind of rolling my eyes at this point because I'm like, oh, Katrina's in danger again. At this again. point, because it becomes really. But at least she saves herself. Yeah, but she, like, she becomes, uses magic and she saves herself. Yeah, but it becomes this really katrina centric at this point and i was like it's it's convenient that the headless totally leaves when they get there to warn katrina (laughs) i was like okay what is he doing going to his shift at starbucks (laughs) (laughs) and i love how crane i love how when they get there crane is like oh it's too late to save katrina and abby like (laughs) he didn't seem that bothered he's just like oh well it's too late i guess i have to you know you know, be okay with that now. And wait, like, wait, help oh. me understand the, the brand thing, though. Why does he, like, gallop off? Does he just go every night? Does he have to ride? With his uh, axe? Yeah, does he have to go? I don't know. Or is he, like, going on his nightly exercise jog? I don't know. Mm. And is he actually beheading people? I just don't understand why he left the house. Yeah, I mean, they don't explain that. And I feel like this is one of those things where they're, like, they don't, they're hoping that they don't really need to. Yeah. I mean, unless he was going out to get like a carton of milk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, going to the store, Katrina, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I can see some With his axe. Did you want some Oreos or some bananas? <laughs> what do you need? Let me know. But I was like dying thinking about how easily he just gave up and Abby's like offering a solution. The same yeah, time. That is true. She's like, oh no, there's someplace else. Anyway, so Katrina gets dragged under by the weeping lady, uses uses magic. Her all cool, yeah, like the vine glowing from her hands, right? Gets the seaweed to come up and pull the weeping lady out so that she can like run out with dripping water, whatever. Mm-hmm. Runs into Abby and Ichabod. Ichabod goes after the weeping lady with the same No, 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 no. But when when Crane mentions Mary, Katrina doesn't tell him about the truth but instead suggests that they need to fight her with dark magic to put her soul to rest. Did you guys know that? Notice that? And I was yeah, like, I, was I mean, like, oh, I did. Nah, she's using Abby as her anchor? Nope. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. Yeah, but she did. And Abby's just like, fuck it, whatever. Let's just get this done. <laughs> chant the words. I'll chant them with you. Let's go. <laughs> so they do that. And so there's like a mini confrontation between Ichabod and the Weeping Lady with the crossbow that doesn't work which is why i'm saying that not daniel henny is like the male version of katrina giving out all this like audits that don't even have any effect yeah anyway crossbow doesn't work but it turns out that she wasn't even i mean she just passes right through ichabod because she's not here for him she's there for katrina um but the spell but it's too late the spell is complete and so when she passes through whatever vortex or whatever is surrounding 
fucking them. She becomes a Mary again. And then this is when shit hits the fan. Well, I mean, Ichabod... Okay, so first he shoots her and then cradles her. What a sweetheart, right? Um, and so, so peep how, like, when she goes off, he was like Katrina versus how he says Abby's name with panic in comparison to how he said Katrina. Did you guys notice that? Katrina, then he's like, Abby. <laughs> like, he's more, <laughs> he was more scared that Abby was over there with Katrina than like, it, it, maybe because she drowned once and couldn't like really do anything because she doesn't have powers, but like, oh my god, I was like, Dude, come on. If you guys are trying to make this Katrina thing work, it's not really working. It's no, it's not. And and as so, Mary's soul is leaving, she implicates Katrina. She like yes. points and I was like, and the, yes. most, and the classic accus- accusatory finger pointing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm if the story kidding. was just that she tripped and fell, why was she so reluctant to tell him? Yeah, and see, see now, this is the problem, though. Which, okay, so this this was the scene that I was talking about that I really wish that we saw Abby's face because she was like the kid. Caught she was she was in the corner. She was in the corner yeah. sipping her tea, like watching off. <laughs> Maybe that's why we didn't get like a, an egg cut to her face during this she entire. Because like, really, like for this entire scene where they're arguing back and forth, you don't see her face at all. And I feel like if you did. I feel like if we did we would probably start laughing because it's just like what is she gonna do like <laughs> like look back and forth between them as they're talking like gasp, check her like, phone oh, instagram <laughs> exactly <laughs> tweet about it like oh my god like the alarm katrina fighting you know yeah but katrina okay so katrina i don't even know if this is bad acting or if it's just like or if this is like the director you know told her to act this way but there's like zero emotion and I, she's trying to emote it, but I don't believe it. Like, she's just, like, yeah. she basically pushed her off a cliff. She pushed her off a cliff. No, seriously, so Mary, because I was like, girl, please, she didn't even tell anyone, like, that she, this poor woman died. So what about her family? Ex- and I was ex- like, and I was like, apparently because she didn't want him to abandon his duty. And I was like, this is so shady. This is so shady. It, it doesn't make any sense, right? Because Mary confronts Katrina about Ichabod, right? And she's just like you know, like stupid shit, like this is my man, whatever. And then <laughs> like this Katrina is my man. <laughs> So Katrina says she slipped and fell, but I swear to God, she pushed her ass off that damn cliff. Yeah. She pushed her and not even and not even just the fact that she pushed her ass off the cliff. She pushed her. her ass off the cliff. We don't even know she's dead. So for all we know, this girl could probably just been injured, broken legs, something that could have been mended. How do we know that Katrina didn't push her ass in the ocean? Put some rocks in pocket. <laughs> like, how do we know? We don't know that. We don't know. And I'm just it's like deliberately vague, right? And even right. if she didn't touch her, she could have telekinesis her with right. her twig lifting skill. With her, with like, her, like, is she a witch? She couldn't have healed her. Like, we don't know how badly Mary was injured. For all we know, Mary could have still been she alive. Could have caught her, and. And she could have caught her with magic. And Katrina, I feel like Katrina drowned her ass. That's what I think. If you ask me, I <laughs> no, think Katrina because yeah, her. with the vines, because she probably I, pulled her down with the vines because she had to hide the body, right? Because she was like, so, "Oh yeah, I couldn't let you go," and like you would have to have buried her overseas. Like, do you know? like, like 
so Katrina pushed off a cliff and then that <laughs> didn't kill her. Katrina drowned her. And then she forged a letter. Like she forged a letter. I was like, what? Listen, listen. I don't think you guys are getting this. She couldn't use magic to not push her off a cliff. She couldn't use magic to not But drown she could her, use right? magic but to forge a magic portal. Oh my god. I Katrina is a murderer. Katrina is a murderer and a liar. And I feel so bad for Katrina shippers. Well, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't feel bad for them at all. Because they need to wake up because she's been shady this whole time. She is shady. I mean, granted, I feel like this is a little too late. And I I kind of prefer like all the evil Katrina meta that we had season one. But better this than nothing at all. Yeah, because at least now she's interesting, right? Now she's way more interesting to me. She's a murderer and a pathological liar. <laughs> And Ichabod looks like he's ready to, like, divorce her, but then Headless shows up. Oh, did you notice so she just happened. stood there? She just stood well, there. Was she, like, a liar, to... or is she just, like, leaving out things? She's leaving out things. She's I mean, totally like, lying. of omission. But do you remember what Abby said? She's, like, half a truth is still a whole lie. Yes, indeed. So. She's lying. Even if she's not telling the whole truth, it's just, it's a lie. Did you notice? I refused to believe that Katrina did not murder her. I refused to believe. Do you notice she was like standing there while Headless was bearing down? And I was like, is she going to let him get chopped up? Because that's what it was about to happen. Abby like comes up and launches her little body at Crane and takes him down. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Did you catch? There's like. I feel like Katrina doesn't give a fuck. Katrina does not give a fuck. (laughs) And it's about time. It is about time that we saw this side of her. Thank God. It's in the Bible, shit. <laughs> but, like, right after the scene, we get a Jenny and Holly scene, which I hated. Sorry. Yeah, it was just unnecessary. Like, I just, um, I think it was kind of weird. And I was like, this is what they use Jenny for, really? Exactly. And it came out of nowhere. And, and like, it, after not seeing her for, like, two whole episodes, more or less, those kind of just, like, the fuck is that? Like, that's how I felt when I was watching this. I, I, was, like, mean, I was excited at first to see her, and then it turned into this yeah. like, weird male fantasy thing. I well, like, I, I like that she was there for her booty call, and that she wasn't, like, very scantily clad, like another shirt would have done it. She this just like, true. you know, I'm gonna come in my, like, long sleeve shirt and my jeans. And she had her hair <laughs> down. Yeah. And she was returning. She stole his coffee. And she told, she was returning um the Cross off for her broke. sister, and she was like, you know, Abby just told me to drop this off, and I was already on my way here anyway. <laughs> Which right. I like. I like that she's so like upfront and just like, nope, you, I don't really he, care about you. He has no security in his little hut. Yeah, yeah. What is like that? All ridiculous. So that was the good part. I liked all those things. The things that I didn't like is like his reaction to her as compared to Abby, is just totally hinting at a love triangle that nobody asked for. Like, the Mill sister has so much natural drama between them, and it's so... It's just poor writing to mm-hmm. even insert that kind of bullshit into it. Like, it's just... Are no. you just saying this because he's not Daniel Henney, or are you saying this because... <laughs> no, it's my hope that if not... If Daniel Henney was really cast on the show, that he'd be a viable, like, a viable character. Like, remember before when we were talking about the fan cast where he's a news reporter? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that, that's a viable character. But not Daniel Henney, who's basically, like, 
useless because everything that he's doing, Jenny could do. Like, no, none of that. None of that. Now, if Abby was going to have a relationship with a Daniel Henny reporter character, or if Jenny, I mean, was going to have a relationship with a Daniel Henny reporter character and just a relationship with him, like, fuck the love triangle, I would support it. I would totally, 100%, without a doubt, support it. But just kill, if they could just kill off not Daniel Henny and just, like, <laughs> you know, nip the love triangle in the bud before it goes any further than this, I'd be so happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm so not here for it. I don't think anyone's here for it. No, no one is. I don't even... Okay, let's just finish this episode so that I can talk about all the things that I disliked about this episode. Okay, so there's Cal- Caroline's wake happens, and there's, like, an important convo here about how the people they're close to are in danger because of them, but they would be in danger anyway because of Moloch which I like that mm-hmm. they acknowledge that. Um, and also Crane figures out that a relationship can't survive without trust and honesty. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's Thanks. a Sherlock, you know, like really <laughs> so stupid. That's just like, and then wow. he basically proposed to her for the 500th time. Like our duty must be to one another but before he's just, anything. He's anyone. just talking and not really, I mean, cause we haven't really seen him really acknowledge that that's what, it, like Abby knows that Abby acknowledges it. She's just like, "Yeah, I have to do this thing, and I'm, I'm not distracted, but you are." Like he's clearly distracted. He's she's yeah. like, "You're the one who convinced me to be a witness in the first place," and now right. you're like not paying any attention to what we right. should be he's doing. Right? Like, not right. It's like yeah, he's like, you that's getting true. distracted by Katrina. She's not even your, you know, a whatever. He's not even your biggest threat. Yo, divorce her. <laughs> so we can move on. My God. They're like, already really? divorced. They're not married. She died. Come on. <laughs> so death to do us part. Oh, my God. They did. That part. is so true. Are you using the death so anyway. loophole? This is like the same loophole for Jon Snow, like, leaving the Night's Watch so he can marry Danny Targaryen. That's true. Yeah. So death. So uh, anyway, next scene, Katrina is mad that she got caught and... And she feels like... No, she's sad, um, not mad. Okay, I'm sorry. She's <laughs> sad that she got caught. Um, and Heather's is trying to move on in on her. Um, but, well, he she's, claims- she's also kind of pissed. She's, she's convinced that they that uh, Headless and Henry uh, uh, teamed up to sabotage. I don't know. Abraham claims that he never wants to see Katrina hurt and that he wouldn't do anything to harm her. Like planning the weeping lady stunt with Henry. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it showed that he didn't really team up with him, right? Because he was just kind of like, no, don't do anything else. I'm just telling you what she might do. Yeah, she was. he was like, oh, don't... Because he did say to Henry, don't do anything else. You know, the, the binding spell is enough, right? Hmm. Oh, he didn't do the binding spell. No, no, no. He, I know, Headless didn't participate in it, but like Henry was the one that made the decision but ate the book and then yeah he made the decision so headless really did have nothing to do with it and i wonder if the narrative is trying to redeem him somewhat like if they're setting this up so katrina does get turned to him or like have like any kind of affection for him but since she's a stone cold liar i mean she looks so <laughs> unhappy in that orange dress i oh, think it was the top of those it's deliberate right it's to show that like Abraham has no taste. 
<laughs> yeah, I miss her hot topic dress. I do. I do miss her hot topic. I know. Dress. I never thought I'd so say that. To... I thought she was gonna be like Amy Lee this season with like a uh, corset. Is that me or was her wig better last season? It was better last season. I think Ichabod's she... wig was okay. better last season. Do you know too. why she got a haircut? And I think it's I don't even know if she had a wig last season or if they actually they had actually dyed her hair last season. But this mm-hmm. remember she went back to blonde and got a haircut. Um, okay, I see. So I think like last season might have been her actual hair with some extensions, and this year it's like okay. And this is oh, that wig is awful. I know. Party, That's a shame. Party City awful, man. Yeah, it's just bad. They can definitely do better than that. Yeah. Anywho, so Moloch's angry um, with Henry too. Yeah, that was a very dramatic scene. And a lot of caps lock. Yeah, and he showed that's how you know he's angry, and it showed how childlike he is. <laughs> Because he wants to punish his parents for neglecting him and how he essentially throws these epic, you know, tantrums that turn into, like, the weeping lady, you know, mishap. (laughs) Yeah, so what's all this business about Katrina being, like, a hellfire shard? shard? What the hell is that? What the hell is that even? Did you look it up? (laughs) Did anyone look up references? No. Okay, we're going to Google it now. It sounds like a girl band. Hellfire, Hellfire shard. shard, like Spice Girls. Spice Girls shard. What's something about Hellfire being- Shard? Nobody seems to know. Uh, but okay. she, he also said she was like a vessel. Yeah, like the chosen one. What the fuck? Just no, stop. <laughs> Whatever that is, she's a I'm Hellfire Shard. Supposed to be the chosen one. So, do you think, um, you know, uh? What's his name? Frank Irving is one too. Like, are they just getting people closest to the witnesses? Is that what it's, is that what it's about? I have no idea. But anyway, this is how this episode ends with this reveal about trying to get Katrina over to Moloch's side. So they are suggesting that Katrina is not on Moloch's side. But then it's like, whose side is she on then? Like, who does she serve? And if it's a coven of witches, then can we meet them? Because, like, I'm tired of the whole Katrina is the latch witch on earth business. Yeah, that's there just has not... to be more. Yeah. There needs there, to be more people, not... not necessarily more main characters, just more people on the outside. Right. Right. And, yeah, I think that's, that, I think that's Sleepy Hollow's greatest weakness overall. One of Sleepy Hollow's weaknesses overall. But this episode was really just, no. No. Yeah, no. I, I gave it, like, maybe five or six out of ten Donald Holes. Like, 5.5. I gave it five flat. I was just like, this is, no. Yeah. Even upon rewatch, I thought, I'm sorry. Like, even on rewatch, I thought this was a terrible episode. It's the worst episode of the season. And because it's just bad writing. It's just bad fucking it's writing. It's not yes. an episode I'd want to introduce someone to the show on. I exactly. I saw a bunch of people. Exactly. I saw a bunch of people actually praising it. And I was like, I bet you they're Katrina fans. Because <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I don't episode. know why. But, I mean, Katrina didn't even do a lot this episode. Well, she did magic. Oh, she did she do one there. magic spell. Two. But like she burned ugh. she burned headless to get him to back off or something. That's that's Oh, right. I was thinking of that spell. I'd forgotten about the bird already. Or and the the water, the vines. Yeah, okay. So three spells. Oh, okay, you. okay. She, she did do something. Two and a half spells. Two and a half. Spells. Two and a half spells. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it wasn't the best 
not enough Jenny. Too much Daniel. He- not Daniel Henny. Too much uneven storytelling. You're about to say too much Daniel Henny. I know. There's no such thing as too much Daniel Henny. Too much not Daniel Henny, and then too much uneven storytelling. Not enough icky icky moments to cover all of that up. So it's just like. No, but it still reinforced Hickey Aikaby <laughs> because we we uh, found out Katrina is as shady as we've been all thinking. People are trying that to defend her too. Thing. People are trying to defend her, like Mary shouldn't have showed up. She went all the way from the co- like to the colonies, and he already told her he already rejected her. Well, fuck like that, that. out of here. <laughs> if anything, they should have made it. That I think at the core, the the weeping lady should have been about revenge against revenge. Katrina for murder. Just leave it at that. Because I think constantly bringing this back to Ichabod's like love life, it's really like pulling down these relationships because it's like Ichabod is not that fucking special. So I don't understand why people are dying, breaking their necks, being thrown off cliffs for this guy because like it's all about him and it's not enough about Abby. So there's like an imbalance here and then in throughout this entire episode i felt like it was just really uneven like there's a lot of like back and forth and they kept trying to like it was just convoluted plot lines and every and they kept jumping around to different characters doing shit and i'm just like okay no just stop just stop and it's annoying because this is like the quote-unquote halloween episode but they didn't do i think they were advertising it that way they didn't really do much beyond that i think they were trying to like bait and switch because it was a katrina centric episode and i was like i hope that i hope the um ratings don't go down next week because because of this episode yeah why i mean why not take the opportunity and give us an actual hollywood halloween episode like why not because it's always halloween and sleepy hollow Oh, really? So next week's not going to be special? No, but... It I mean, I want Abby and Ichabod to go to a costume party. Just like yeah, Princess Leia and Han Solo. And because don't I want they the little kids officers? to go trick-treating. Exactly. I want to do like the like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where, like, they hand out candy to little kids. Yeah. Right. And and I think, and you know, and I feel like that's an easy episode to, to like, have Ichabod do little quips about Halloween, whatever, what how much he knows about it. Um, it's a chance to put Nicole in a corset, which is something mm-hmm. that she would want. It's a chance for them to put Ichabod in... in a mermaid costume. In a mermaid, in a mermaid costume. costume. They could put Ichabod in modern clothes. So it's almost like they're sw- switching time periods. Like, they could have so much fun with it. Yeah. And they could do something on the boogie. They could even do, like, a bottle episode if they wanted to save money. Where yeah. they go to a Halloween party and then, like, the house during is haunted and then they're, like, stuck. I don't know. Well, they did do the ha- haunted house thing before. Kind yeah, of. but, like, kind of, like, more of a fun episode. I don't know if it has to be serious all the time. Yeah. Hocus Pocus style episode. Oh, my gosh. Hocus Pocus would be great. And they could bring some witches back since there's, like, no other witches but Katrina. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. So, the boogeyman. And it's just, you know, not connected to Ichabod's love life or horrible lack thereof i don't know whatever love life he has just like a creepy creature just a fun episode i feel like it this it needs that and then also also we would see townspeople they could it, you know just it, i'm just disappointed this episode it's just bad it was a bad episode i was very like mad that i had to rewatch it in order to take notes <laughs> like no i mean it has it had its no. moments 
Somebody yeah, was like just, complaining about it and was like, oh, I had a, its moment. I still consider it the best episode of the season. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, my God. I don't even think we've had the best episode of the season. But I feel like the beginning of season one definitely is a, a lot stronger than the beginning of season two. Like, I think it's because we didn't have so much Katrina-centric stuff. Probably. And it might also, I think, I think yeah actually i think that's that's it and then also um season one didn't have the same pacing issues that season two is having for me and i think it's also the introduction of the new characters they just aren't interesting Mm -hmm. and they aren't taking the characters anywhere that is intriguing me as much as it did in season one yeah i don't know i'm just disappointed like this episode really (sighs) just like I'm like, if this is any other show, I probably would, to be perfectly honest, I probably would have stopped watching and then just waited until the season was over and then, then marathon. Because that's usually what I do. Because I have so many shows I'm following. What I do is that when I get to a point with a show where it's just bothering me and I'm not really liking it, I'll just drop it for the rest of the season, continue with other shows, and then go back and marathon it. But this is Sleepy Hollow and I just can't do that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I hope people don't do that because then it will, it will <laughs> don't get can- be like me i mean it will get canceled like yeah. not even mm. <laughs> yeah i mean if it just kind of spins its wheels i might stop watching yeah i mean we watch worse shows i'm just saying yeah i know we're such a pessimist <laughs> every podcast we're like oh but it could have been better oh but it could well, have been i don't know i think i think we've been pretty good (laughs) but this episode just really got on my last damn nerves like i don't know i just it might be the yeah it's a lot of things it's the focus on katrina it's the fact that the weeping lady was tied to ichabod's like relationships which i'm sick and tired of them doing it like the sleepy hollow writers need to find something new because constantly connecting it so like Ichabod's past lovers just isn't doing. I it used for to me. think it was Katrina's fault, but I think it's actually Ichabod's fault. I don't think they know yeah. what to do. His story isn't as strong as Abby's, so I don't know what's people calling her a sidekick because they story... spend so much time on it, mm-hmm. it's and way I'm just too like, much time. No. I was like, I want like the next five episodes to be about to be about Abby. Abby. <laughs> yeah, for like, I don't know why this keeps. I don't know what next, they're doing. Next week, though, it's the Skinwalker Legend. I'm not sure what that means. Um, I have no idea. More yeah, not, unfortunately, more not Daniel Henney. Um, <laughs> there's a new character with speaking lines who's also a white dude, but he's Corbin's son, so I guess that's different. He's tied to Abby somehow. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's Corbin's son. Um, there's lots of screaming and yelling. Abby with a huge gun. More Jenny. I wish, you know, we could just have more Jenny instead of more... Instead of more, not Daniel Henny. Not here for Daniel, not Daniel Henny. (sighs) (sighs) Writers. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on iTunes, Tumblr, Stitcher, Podbay, and Feedburner as both Sleepy Pink Cast and Fat Pink Cast. Be sure to check out our Tumblr at fatpinkcast.tumblr.com. Our Twitter for Sleepy Hollow Live tweets. Yeah. And iTunes. Leave a review. Yay. Okay. Bye, guys. I'll leave you with the preview for next week. Bye. Toodles. The Skinwalker legend. We need all hands on deck. Never a dull moment. Great. 
Sleepy Hollow, next Monday at 9, 8 central on Fox.